Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 949. I'm in my hustle years right now. I'm working a lot. I'm traveling a lot. I have my family. I have three young children. And, you know, you always have to constantly remind yourself to just balance that. And I think that's important. And, you know, happy wife, happy life. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Doug Perry. Hey, Doug, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Giddy up. Giddy up. Here we go. Doug Perry is the founder and president of Drivers Club in Scottsdale, Arizona and Kirkland, Washington. Drivers Club is a unique community that blends an exclusive social club and vehicle storage and collections management business. They provide a private club environment, climate-controlled storage, and a dedicated and enthusiastic staff to look after your special vehicles. Their concierge service manages vehicles, service transportation, acquisition, sales, and special requests. There's a clubhouse where members can enjoy social gatherings, watch racing, enjoy parties, cars and coffee events, speakers, dealer introductions, and charity events. The Drivers Club mantra is, we do the work and you do the driving. That sounds like fun. So, Doug, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little bit more about your business and a very obvious passion for automobiles? Yeah, so it's actually Redmond, Washington, not Kirkland, but that's okay. Um, very close. Yes. Very close together. <laughs> so, yeah, Drivers Club is really just a, a manifestation of being involved in the automotive industry and kind of seeing some problems. You know, cars are big. Cars are awkward. Cars are, you know, oftentimes our wives don't want us to see how many cars we have. And so, really, Drivers Club is kind of one of those things where, hey, let's Let's figure out a way that we can solve the storage problem in Seattle with, with real estate prices and how expensive they are. It's just a way for me to to bring a solution to the masses, uh, make it more affordable, because everybody wants to have their car in a nice museum, a climate-controlled environment, and this just kind of creates an affordable way to do that for everybody. And I really say that Drivers Club is really storage is kind of a, one of the amenities. I like to say that it's a social club with storage as an amenity mm-hmm. and not the other way around. And I think that's an important distinction uh, because I think storage is kind of a commodity. And I think that really driver's club is a lot more than that, as you, as you said in our intro. Yeah, absolutely. I've got a lot of friends who have a lot of cars and the biggest problem is usually they run out of garage space and then they have to start putting them in various places, friends, garages, warehouses, hangars, uh, and not all these places are safe and secure. They're all over the place. So it sounds like what you put together for people is a really nice environment for like-minded folks to go hang out and have a good time. As we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. Now, I mentioned one at the beginning for your business. Maybe that's the one you want to share and elaborate on, but maybe there's another one. So it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So, Doug, take the wheel. Yeah, so, you know, my day job is I'm, or we have a family development office, Chuck and Creek. And so we, we do multifamily commercial projects all over the western part of the United States. And so it really requires a lot of people and a lot of resources. And so a great, you know, I don't know who said it to me, but at one time I heard, you know, just surround yourself with people smarter than you. <laughs> uh, I think that, 
you know, you just, it takes a village to do a lot of this stuff. You know, there's a lot of teamwork. And so you just need to surround yourself with really smart people to help you, you know, fill in the gaps uh, where you, you have deficiencies in your own skill set. So. Absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit about your, your family business before we move into back into this car business, because it sounds like you're in the real estate business. Yeah, so we do commercial development. So, for example, we have some apartment buildings that we've built. Uh, we've specialized in Class A office buildings. We've got projects from Colorado, Texas, Utah, Oregon, Washington, Nevada. You know, we specialize in the commercial properties and, and apartment buildings, and like I said, but uh, this is our first warehouse. Uh, ah. This is our first industrial building with, with Drivers Club, and so we're learning a lot. But it's a phenomenon not just here to the Seattle area, it's all over the U.S., is that there's just a real big warehouse shortage. And so finding a warehouse that actually works for Drivers Club is, was one of the biggest problems. Most stuff is dimensioned for pallets or dimensioned for storing other stuff besides right. cars. right. So what we did is we, it took me almost five years to this point, but to, to find this piece of dirt and, and find something that allowed me to build. And so we're really building from the ground up something that is for cars and for car people. And a lot of times people will have to rent or lease a warehouse and if they're doing a storage business. And to me, I think that that it doesn't really hit the spot. You right. know, nobody really wants to hang out in a warehouse. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, I love the whole concept here of taking one business in real estate, being an expert in that field and applying it to this new offshoot of your business. And and you're right, most warehouses are 38 feet high, clear or higher for these pallet racks, but it doesn't make for a very warm and cozy, nice feeling. And you're heating and cooling an awful lot of space up there in the sky that you're not using. And the more important thing, though, that you mentioned was surrounding yourself with good people. There's a great quote by Jim Rohn. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And, and I love that because it does go back to what you said, that surround yourself with people that are better, stronger, smarter than you, that can help in the areas that you need help. And uh, together, you make an bring, awesome team. Yeah, bring your average up, right? <laughs> yes, ab- absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I married a woman who's way smarter than me. Brings my average way up, that's for sure. Very nice. Well, let's go back in time and have you share a story that uh, instigated your personal passion for cars. Now, I know you're like me. My listeners know I'm a big-time Porsche guy, and I know you are too. But tell us about a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were a car guy. You know, growing up, I did – my dad put me on a dirt bike at a very young age. And so I raced motocross and – uh, and did that all throughout my childhood. And my dad was, was a big motorcycle guy and he did like cars. He's, he had a couple of Porsches, but he wasn't like huge into cars. Mm-hmm. And for me, like the biggest pivotal thing is when I had kids and the, there's a quote that says, you know, with age, you get a cage. Right. And, <laughs> uh, so I, that's exactly what I did is I, I hung up the dirt bike. I still ride on the trail, but no more jumping. Yeah. And that was kind of the deal that I made with my wife. I just needed a, a safer hobby. Yeah. And, you know, and frankly, something that I, I couldn't afford, uh, driving porches or driving on the track, you know, when I was younger. And so with success, you know, comes the ability to afford a, a new hobby. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of my pivotal time when just, uh, getting into cars, through just getting older and just getting, I, I say being more responsible. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't say, we'll say that when we're around your wife, but uh, when it's just you and me, we'll talk about cars yeah. and fun. 
Well, something else you and I share, I rode dirt bikes when I was a kid too. I grew up in Southern California and had friends that had bikes. We'd go out and ride all the time. And then for a long time, I didn't ride. And then, oh gosh, 15 years ago or so, I bought an MV Agusta F4 and a Ducati Monster, which if that doesn't make a wife's eyes roll back in their sockets, I don't know what does. But mine was very tolerant and rode those for a while. But I just, every time I went out, I felt like someone was trying to kill me. And it just, you know, inattentive drivers and the traffic around where we live, because I'll let our listeners know, Doug lives just about an hour north of me. I live down just south of him in Gig Harbor, and he's up in Bellevue. So as you know, the traffic is pretty crazy around here. So I sold my bikes to friends and went back to driving on the track and racing and that kind of stuff. So yeah, a little bit safer, I guess. Right, honey? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven, and I want you to share with us a huge challenge or even a big failure that you've faced in your life and your career Walk us through that. But of course, the most important part of these things is what they teach us and how we can share those lessons with others. So tell us how whatever that experience you're going to share is help you gain even more momentum in your career and your business and your life. You know, I wouldn't say there's just a, uh, I'm only 37. Uh, You know, I'm fairly young. I haven't had a a ton of time in my career but for me, it, it, I guess that comes back to, to my learning processes or with that challenge is I'm just a very impatient person. I think it's maybe genetic. And <laughs> uh, and, with, and for me, it's as I've grown older, I, I'm just trying to – you have to learn to be more patient with the process. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think I think you just have to to learn that things – you have to be more patient for things, for the good things to come to you. And, uh, and that means with dealing with people and, uh, and dealing with teams and dealing with architects and dealing with contractors that, you know, you just, you have to be, become more patient. And so we had an apartment project, uh, in Tri-Cities that just fell off the schedule, just completely off the wagon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was just because we had a brutal winter and it was just a weather unrelated thing that, you know, nobody could solve. Right. And so what are you going to do when, when God starts creating more rain? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. And so, you know, you just have to roll with it. And so you just create more, a, a different marketing plan and you create a different lease up that just that rolls with a different, uh, pattern. Right. Because, uh, for, and so I think without being, if you don't have that patience and you don't have that ability to just slow down and, and look at things, I think it, it, you create even a bigger problem for yourself. And so that, you know, that's just kind of my, my greatest challenge is. It's just learning to be more patient. Well, gosh, working in the construction and development industry, you are right. My dad was an architect during his career life, and he did some project developments of uh, shopping centers and houses and things like that. And, oh, my gosh, I just remember him coming home and banging his head on the kitchen table with uh, issues and things with people and, you know, construction workers well, just- that wouldn't show up because the surf was good that day. It's like, ah. Well, there's, you know, we're all human. We all make mistakes. And so there's just human and there's people that are, have, uh, you know, that touch it throughout this entire process. Yes. Uh, even, you know, through the city, the architect, the contractor, you know, and so you just have to be, you have to realize that mistakes are going to happen, yeah. you know, and so that, that's just, that just comes with it. Patience. But yeah. A lot of, ba- <laughs> a lot of banging <laughs> your head on the table for sure. In this yeah. Thing. Yeah. I think so. Well, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment and maybe the driver's club is your big aha moment but it's a when those headlights illuminate a new path for you to go down tell us about one of yours 
You know, I, I was actually living in California uh, in my 20s, and I was working for Honda R&D. I was doing uh, market research for all the, for dirt bikes, and it was great. You know, you had just the absolute resources to your left and to your right. But for me, that was an aha moment because they were just so slow to move. And you just saw markets being created, and you saw a market that you wanted to react to. And with a with a corporation, it's just so slow to move. And you and to me, that was just a great uh, learning lesson. Is a it doesn't matter how much money and resources you have, if you don't have the ability to pivot and and capture that business or that that need in that window, you're going to fail. And so that's you know that's when I realized, okay, I need to leave Honda. I need to go get an education. I went and got my master's at, at uh, up here in UW and started a family and, and, and worked in our, our family development office. And that was kind of, you know, for me, I realized that if I'm going to be successful, if I'm going to have fun in life, I need to be able to control my own destiny. I, I don't know. Corporations, they're, they're great, but they also just move so slow. And that, big that ships good... move very slow. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I've heard that many, many times why people go off and become entrepreneurial from working in a big corporation because things just don't move fast enough. Absolutely. Well, how about a proudest business or career moment? I would assume you've had many, but is there one that stands out you'd like to share? As a developer, I think it's every project is kind of a, a great business moment, you know, you or a point of pride in this world or in this business. It's you research the customer needs, you ex, you know, you create a business plan, you execute that business plan to solve a problem, you know, and you're creating a, a better mousetrap for the world. And so it's great; it's beyond fulfilling because you see every input, you get an output with, with my business, and so. Drivers Club is, is, for me, you know, it's, we're still under construction, but it is definitely a, a proud business moment for me. It's, it's something that our family and, and have dreamed of doing for a long time mm-hmm. and actually executing this and, and getting this going is, is wonderful to me. It's, I can't wait <laughs> yeah. when people see this building and see how much, how great this building and what this is going to do for car culture. Absolutely. Now you've got a website set up where people can go and see what's coming. Is that right? Yeah, so our website, drivers.club. We also have Instagram, at drivers.club. Great. And uh, we have a Facebook page, you know, all that good stuff. But we kind of update our social media a little bit better than our website. Our, you know, websites are always a little bit tougher to, to update in today's iPhone-carrying world. So <laughs> I understand. Absolutely. Well, I'll make sure I put a link to that on Doug's show notes page for you listeners to go to the CarShow website, and you can check out what we're talking about. Well, let's have a little bit of fun, Doug. I know you've had some cool cars in your life. Let's go back to the very first car that was really special for you and maybe share a memory you have about that vehicle. Well, it's almost, you know, with our dirt bike background, it was the 89 Kawasaki KX80 that really kind of turned it around for me. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> but for a car, the car that I just absolutely love and this and maybe it's my buyer's remorse too, is that I had a 1993 RS America that I turned into a track car. Oh. And uh, it was a local car. It was a salvage titled car. And so it was, a, it had 36,000 miles on it. And so because of that salvage title, it was, and it was great condition. It was never going to be worth the money that, that they used, that they see with the RS Americas. And so I just, I made a good deal with the owner and I said, Hey, look, this is, this is what it's worth to me. Cause I'm going to just turn it into a great track car and, yeah. and let it breathe out there. And so we uh, came to a, an understanding and then I immediately took it over to Cantrell Collins place and had him turn it into a track car. And, and I drove that around the track for a few seasons and then I sold it to a friend of mine and I, now I have a first rider refusal on that car. <laughs> <laughs> he goes yeah. to sell it again. 
if he ever lets it go. Oh, those cars are cool. I had one on order when they first came out. I was so close to getting it, and then I changed my mind at the last minute. I've never forgiven myself for doing that. I don't even know why I did. I think it had something to do with a new baby in the house or something silly like that. But those will change your perspectives, that's for sure. But uh, uh, fantastic car. So is, is that your seller's remorse? It sounds like it. You know, I think so. Yeah. I think that's the, that's it's both. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow and what has you so excited in the new year here. It's 2018. This project's coming along. Tell our listeners a little bit more about Drivers Club, when they might expect to see these facilities up and operating, and some of the many things that you're going to be doing as you envision this whole club coming together. Yeah, so Drivers Club will be opening here this year, 2018. We will have a Scottsdale location as well. And Drivers Club, it's similar to, you had a podcast uh, with a SoCal Classic Car Storage. It's, yeah. it's very similar to that, uh, where, you know, we have concierge services and we'll provide storage and, you know, it covers all of that. But really what we're trying to do with Drivers Club is create that social club and allow for our members to realize some of their dreams and some of their, you know, to, and their travel desires. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, this, a lot of this started, you know, my father and I, we went and did delivery of our 911 in Germany. Nice. Drove around on the Autobahn, went to the Swiss Alps and, and did that whole tour. And that was a great bucket list check for, for Wayne, my father. Yeah. And that's another thing that I'd love to do is to go and, and to give a tour with our members and, and to show them that. So we're, we've got an 18 month calendar already built out. We're going to, we're going to go to Oktoberfest in October nice. and drive around and, and uh, do some touring around there and turn the car keys in and, and then go do, you know, go have some fun. Yeah. We'll go to Coda. We're going to do the F1 race. There's also a really special event that's coming up in April, the Smokies GT. It benefits cystic fibrosis. It's uh, 75 Porsche GT cars going and we're going to ship them out to uh, Atlanta. And we'll do the Tale of the Dragon and Deals Gap and, and uh, all those great roads out there. Nice. And I think that that's, that's a good segue to talk about more about, you know, this this club and this community is, it's more than just, you know, I wanted to do some good. And so everybody is involved with a charity or everybody's involved with, with some benefit. And I really would want this building and I want this club to be able to leverage that mm-hmm. and to do some good with that. And so it's, and people have cars stuck in, like you said, garages and hangers. And, and to me, I, I want to just tease it all out and I want people to bring them out and feel safe in, in, showing them like a 24-7 cars and coffee environment and uh, and display them and to have fun and to, and to feel comfortable with that. And then not only, you know, cars are expensive and, and cars are, this is a hobby. And, and so sometimes we get wrapped up in that. And so if we can, as a group, bring in some charity events and some benefits and, and to, to utilize that and leverage that, I think people are going to really hang on to that. You know, I think they're going to love that. Oh, and yeah. that's something that I really am, am focused on and something that I really want to do. And so we'll have charity rallies and charity track events and, and, you know, we'll, we'll have fun with it, you know, and if you, if you're a car guy and you and your, say you and your wife want to send your car over to the East coast and you want us to help plan that adventure, that's something that my staff will do for you. You know, we want, like you said, if you can, if you can dream it, we'll help you do it. Yeah. And that's really, that's really what I want to do with drivers club is, is help people realize those dreams. Very, very fun. Very cool idea. I love the way you've wrapped so many things into this, so much more than just a place to park your cars. Of course, you mentioned SoCal Classic Storage. Dean Marash uh, has been a guest here. He was back in December, was a guest here on Cars, yeah, and I've had 
uh, several other people that run similar type facilities, but it sounds like you're taking this to a whole nother level, another plateau of different layers of things that you can put on top of your car experiences. So very nicely done. Well, if you were a car, Doug, it's a bit of an introspective question. What kind of car would Doug be and why? You know, it's that's a tough question. It's a great marketing question. You know, we used to ask that on our in our surveys, and so I kind of get where you're going with it. But mm-hmm. I recently bought a Ford Raptor, and I just I just love it. And I think that you know, it, it obviously it's top of mind. The last it's the car that I'm driving right now, but <laughs> like I'm a Ford Raptor. I just feel like this is the perfect car for me right now. It's, it's utilitarian. It's fast. It's good at a lot of things. It's good looking. You know, it yeah. can jump. <laughs> <laughs> jump. Uh oh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh gosh. You can jump it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very. Afford, okay. Well, you're the first one who's a, a Ford Raptor, so I think that's pretty cool. I've had a lot of interesting answers to that question, but uh, kind of makes sense with the kind of guy that you are. Well, Doug, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Dot com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. All right, Doug, we are back and we're entering the last lap. You've been on many tracks. You know what that means. It's time to put our foot into it. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Fast, light, or cheap. Pick two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I've heard that in, used in so many different ways in different industries, but it always makes sense. That's for sure. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your many successes? Stop talking. <laughs> yes. I've, my listeners heard this before. My mom used to say, that's why you have two ears and one mouth. 
So uh, oh, yeah, yeah. listen more. That's very important. I love the um, the book I read years ago. Stephen Covey's habits are seven habits of highly effective people. And I love his habit number five. First, listen to understand, then speak to be understood. And uh, yes, serves you quite well. Now, how about a resource? There are tons of awesome resources these days, but is there one that you'd like to share with our listeners that you've enjoyed? Lately, I've just been obsessed with bringatrailer.com. Oh, gosh, uh, yeah. I, they, or, or BAT, you know. I yeah. just think it's a great, it's it's just awesome. Yeah. If you haven't been on bringatrailer.com and you're a car guy, you're missing out. Yeah, Randy Nonberg was a very early guest here. I've known him for a long time, and what he's done, in fact, the show that he did with, with Cars Yeah when he was on several years back, is the day he announced he was going to start this auction that he does now, which has just blown up and become this very successful venture for him and his uh, partners. So uh, very nicely done. I know they tease us every darn day. It's just terrible. I mean, it's like, oh, I want that. No, I want that. Oh, look at that. And my friends are all emailing me. Hey, Mark, did you see that? I'm bringing it to you. Yeah, I saw it. Ah, goodness. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? You know, uh, Henry Ford, hmm. I think would be a good one. Yeah. Uh, I'm fascinated with both his process and learning the manufacturing process, you know, because that's something that I'm, as a developer, in and seeing, peering into his brain and kind of listening to that story. I think that would be fascinating. You know, when you think back to Henry Ford, he was a car manufacturer, but he was a master developer because think about this. When he built his first factory, there was no electricity plants. He had to build his own. I mean, right. just stop and think about that for a minute. It's mind-boggling, and the history of Ford Motor Company and what he did and the fact that you just wish you could bring him back from the grave and say, look at what's here today. Can you imagine the look on his face? I mean, it would be a big smile, I think, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Show him a new Ford GT. He'd just go, oh, my gosh. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. How about a book? Is there a book you've read you think our listeners would enjoy? I, it wasn't recent, but this is a – I was kind of going back to the list, and King of Rivals. Mm. It's The uh, Political Genius of Abraham Lincoln by Doris Kearns Goodwin. You know, that's a book that I, I read uh, recently. And to me, I, I just think it's a fascinating book. Lincoln is obviously, a, you know, a great person in our history. But we to learn about why he was so successful is because he surrounded himself with this cabinet that was just opposite thinkers of him. Mm-hmm. And so it challenged him and challenged his, his thinking and his, his reasoning. Every day. Yeah. And I think that, that the way he did that, I, I don't know. I think a lot of politicians and people and our leaders in our, in our country could, could learn something if they went back and reread this book. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you mentioned that book because it's, it's not car related, but it's very important in how you build a successful empire, a country, a business, a relationship, whatever that might be. Because so many times people surround themselves with like-minded people and they're just preaching to the choir. You see it on social media all the time. And instead of listening to what the other side has to say, no matter what it is, and trying to understand why, doesn't mean you have to agree with it, but trying to understand why will certainly help everybody do much better, I think. And it'll help you grow as an individual. So I appreciate you mentioning that. First time that book's been mentioned here, and I'll remind our listeners you can find all these great resources that Doug has been so kind to share on his Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Doug Perry, and that page will pop up and you can find this book. All right, we are up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to make you get rid of all your cars. You can only have one, but I'm going to buy you 
whatever that one car is. You can't sell it to buy back all your cars or a bunch more. So that little trick's off the table. But I know you're the kind of guy who's going to drive it and enjoy it. So I'm not worried about that. No garage queens, I think, in your life. So what's that car going to be and why? Well, I was thinking about this, and as a Porsche guy, I think it just has to be a the 911 GT3 RS 4.0. So the last, the very last 997 RS. I think that it's it's a manual. It's four liter. It's the last Metzger engine. You know, if you're a Porsche guy, I think that that's just to me that's that's exactly what everybody wants. You could daily drive it. You can have you could take it to the track. And you don't you don't worry about putting miles on it and, yeah. and wringing its neck. It's going to be reliable. So I think the four point oh, uh, for sure. Yes, most definitely. You picked you picked a bucket list car for me too. So ah, what a nice vehicle that would be. Great for just about everything. Well, Doug, you've taken me on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you a little bit better and learning more about Drivers Club. What an exciting project for you and your team. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars Out listeners. Could you offer us maybe a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the mountains east of uh, beautiful, beautiful Seattle in that Porsche 911 GT3 RS 4.0? Some parting thoughts, maybe work-life balance. I'm in my hustle years right now. and I'm working a lot. I'm traveling a lot. I have my family. I have three young children. You always have to constantly remind yourself to just balance that. Yes. And, uh, and, and I think that's important. And, you know, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it is important. I'll tell you, being a guy who's a little older than you and having been at that point in my career like you are, it is very challenging to do that. But it's important because before you know it, the kids are up and gone. And I know in our pre-show chat, you'd taken your daughter skiing this morning before we got on the phone to talk today. So... I thought that was pretty nice. Uh, those kinds of experiences, you'll never get back and you'll always cherish. And you know what? She she yeah. will cherish them forever. So very nicely said. So for Drivers Club, you know, that's the biggest thing for us is that I really want to save, help you save time. You know, time is the most valuable thing. Yes. And so if for us, if I, if I can hit, allow you to hit that easy button and it saves you time to allow you to enjoy your passion. So if that means keeping your car uh, maintained, keeping it always washed, ready to go, or if it saves you time in having to spend hours researching that automotive adventure that you want to do that we can just to help you do. I think that that's just the biggest thing. And so coming back to that work-life balance, I, I know how much time cars can take away from from other things that are important. Yeah. So if I can help you swing that swing that the other direction so you can spend more time with your family and what, what really matters, I think people are really going to to value that. Ah, brilliant perspective. What's the best way for our listeners to follow along with you and your business and Drivers Club? <laughs> it's our website, drivers.club. Uh, that we'll be updating that here shortly uh, as we go, as we get closer to opening. And we do a lot on Instagram at drivers.club. We, uh, we put, we're very active on Instagram. So if you're an Instagram guy, that's, uh, that's always a good option. That's the place to be. Well, again, listeners, I'll make sure we have all these links. To Doug Perry on his show notes page at Cars yeah, just go to CarsYad.com, yeah type in Doug Perry, P-E-R-R-Y, you'll find that. I would encourage you to check out what he's up to. If you're in the Pacific Northwest or Scottsdale, you've got something very special coming your way. If you would like a place to keep your vehicles, I would encourage you to check out Drivers Club. Doug, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. 
If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.